0: As we approach the end of 2023, we want to look back at some of our best episodes. And today, we've chosen an episode that's very special to us. It highlights a lot of the razzle-dazzle that y'all know us for. The je ne sais quoi magic of when magic happens. Here is our nerd episode from earlier this spring. It's an episode that was full of surprises, never-ending laughter, and NDEs. Hope y'all enjoy. I have always been secretly nerdy. No, I'm out. I've oh. always been nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, girl. <laughs> uh, I love Day it. I, I grew up playing chess. Uh, I took Latin growing up. Salwete, everybody. Hey, I took Latin. I, like to Latin. Girl. I
1: took Latin too. <laughs> I
0: took Latin
2: for yeah. seven years.
0: Oh my gosh! Look at this. Look at the nerds in nerds, this room. Nerds in the
2: room. <laughs> Look at these nerds. nerds, nerds. In the room.
3: <laughs>
0: From WBEZ Chicago, this is when magic happens. I'm Taylor Coward, and I'm here with Cheryl Jackson and Jennifer Shea Love-Long. And whether you're a Trekkie, Live long and prosper. A Baby Yoda fan, or a Muggle. Now, Harry, you must know all about Muggles. What exactly is
3: the function of a rubber duck?
0: We need all the black geeks and nerds to assemble because today we're talking about bleaks and blurs things that we nerd out about, and the alternative hobbies that challenge traditional notions of blackness. And later we're going to hear from author, entrepreneur, and magical girl giving Sailor Moon a run for her money, Jackie A. She's a Nigerian-American boss who loves Japanese anime, kawaii culture, and hyperfem fandom. And if you're wondering what any of those words mean, stay tuned, because we're getting nerdier than ever.
1: Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a one-of-a-kind race, hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org events. Ladies? Yes.
0: How do you
2: define being a nerd or a geek? Someone who is completely unbothered about other people's opinion
0: mm-hmm.
2: about what they like or do. Yep. I mean, they're just, they are here for it. They they were defined, you know, being true to yourself before it became a thing you do on Instagram. That's what nerds do. They're just passionate about what they do and unapologetic and unbothered by it.
1: When I hear the word nerd think of steve urkel yeah like you know i just i i have this idea of somebody you know asking did i do that i mean when when you use the word nerd in that context mm-hmm. that's what i think of a nerd yeah
0: because i think this episode today is more about What are the things that you nerd out about? Yeah. Because now it's like a verb. Yeah. What are those things that really
1: get you excited? What are those things that you could talk about nonstop? You know what I nerd out about? I love golf.
0: Hmm.
1: I mean, like every ounce of it. It just, it just, it makes my whole body happy. You can be connected with people. Mm -hmm. You build relationship with people. In fact, it reminds me a lot of life, you know, the game itself, you know, in the sense that the simplest thing is a swing. As evaluating your swing, you think you have to hit it so hard, but actually you don't. And I think sometimes that's how we move in life. You know, we put more into it than we need to when it's already a gift that we have and then I like the fact that it is actually very personal. You are playing yourself, right? So it's a, it's a game of mental composure and physical stamina. Mm-hmm. And you are also trying to overcome obstacles. And even if you hit the ball one direction, you know, how do I get out of that situation? But the main purpose and the main goal is to get that ball in the hole. Mm-hmm. But
2: is that nerding out? Is that a nerd? I mean, some people might call that an athlete.
0: Well, I, maybe I, I believe her because before we started recording, she said, "Well, did you know that there's actually a sprinkler system <laughs> under the, under the grass at the Masters that waters the grass and." It keeps it feeling almost like carpet.
2: Yeah, they're <laughs> qualified. Yeah, okay, that those, makes sense.
0: Those like, did you know? Like <laughs> yeah. those facts that people don't know. That's that's. No that no. always
2: that's language of a nerd when yeah. it starts with "Did you know?" Yeah. Okay, did you, did You're you know? about to hear some inane arcane <laughs> information that is completely unusable. I'm like, no,
0: Jennifer, I didn't know about the grass at the American Masters <laughs> and its sprinkler system. Yeah, it's Augusta <laughs>
1: National, like you could just—it's wonderful.
0: In high school, I did theatrical makeup, and I found it to be the coolest thing ever, learning how to make realistic boils on people's faces and (laughs) (laughs) making teenagers look like they were 60. Um, Shout out to a boy, Jared, I went to high school with. He played a devil-like character, and he had to be all red, and we needed a quick change where we needed to make him not red. And so we tested out vaselines and creams and noxzema and (laughs) what would break down ben nye makeup the quickest yeah through and through
2: nerdy living (laughs) (laughs) i think to be a nerd or a geek you must it includes a tour of duty through um theater you have to. okay you you gotta roll through theater i was uh i was set designer in Mm, high school work yes and some in college
0: Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do theater in, um, oh, is is nerdiness choir? I, I'm a choir person I was a as choir well. person. Yeah. I was
1: a little nerdy there.
0: That's a level. Mm. And when Glee came out, that was revolutionary yes. for my people. Yes,
2: it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jennifer, you don't really strike me as nerdy. You know, weren't you the uh, homecoming queen? <laughs> yeah. Come on down.
1: But I was nerdy. Really? I was on the debate team. I was on the speech team. Work. I loved. I love like the. I don't know speech. if that
2: really qualifies. It you just don't says think you're so? smart. Okay. Nerdy is slightly different than just only being smart. I think a lot of nerdy people are smart.
0: But you know what? Nerdy to me is the thing that you can talk about at a party and no one is listening to you but you're so into it yeah <laughs> like the thing <laughs> that you've about literally <laughs> the thing that you could just talk about for 30 minutes nonstop that is so important to you right yeah i think that could be anything
2: you're right there's something unique about nerds they they are the first people that walked in their truth without it being like you know instagram post mm-hmm. okay yeah. so um They're just unbothered. Okay. I'm bothered. I'm bothered about what they love. So it's
0: in us all though. It's a, yes. And I want people to embrace it more. Yes.
2: We're all nerdy about something, something,
1: something. What are you nerdy about?
0: Um, I'm, I'm a dress collector. Oh, so I have like, um, a lot of vintage dresses. I have modern dresses with like a vintage flair. um, I'm really into old cookbooks.
1: Hmm, like I have Why? Tell
0: me why. <laughs> oh my gosh, the recipes in them. Coca-Cola chicken. Shrimp mold. Coca-Cola chicken. <laughs> Shrimp mold was definitely my favorite. It was like gelatin with suspended shrimp in it. (laughs) Um, And it has a lot of aspic recipes, which I hadn't heard of. What's that? Aspic is like gelatin, but like vegetable or meat based. So Uh it'll be like ham aspic. So it'll be like ham jello or tomato aspic. So it'll be a tomato gelatin with pieces of tomato and celery. and, And so just vintage recipes I'm really nerdy about because they're so strange. Like I made a Watergate salad for my family. And they were like, why are you mixing marshmallows and pistachio jello? And I'm like, give me 10 minutes and you will know why. <laughs> and, and it they think, they, they, they loved it. They loved it. Yeah. Okay.
2: You know how you can customize your uh, reading, your feeds mm-hmm. um, for you know certain apps, news apps. Um, I always customize a tag futurism because mm. um, I just like it. So it started with um, Star Trek. Come on, Trekkie! No. Come on, I love Seven of Nine. Okay, <laughs> strong woman character. Um, I even when early days, you know, when it was uh, Captain Kirk. Um oh, yeah. Was uh, was early days, Captain I was Captain trekking. Kirk. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Okay. And um, to the movies, but then you know I graduated because I it's futurism that mm-hmm. I'm really attracted to. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm attracted to the unknown.
0: Like, do you want to get frozen? Like like in the future? Like cryo?
2: Oh, no. But I am interested in afterlife. Okay. okay. You know those
0: people that are like, I want to get frozen?
2: I don't know if I'm I- interested in being frozen. I just want to go. Okay, <laughs> 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 just want to go. <laughs> okay, sorry. So, uh, so, but I am interested in afterlife. So here's my thing. Mm-hmm. Now I'm really obsessed. Mm-hmm. Low key, maybe not low key, kind of high key. Yes. Obsessed with NDEs. Yeah, reading near about, about death experiences. yeah near death experiences. And
1: why are
0: you obsessed with that? Because Just it's tell. fascinating. It's
2: like it's a way to pierce the veil to see.
0: They're like I saw the light.
2: To see mm-hmm. what is happening on the other side.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite that you've heard?
2: There's one that's called NDE Channel. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another channel that says Heaven Awaits. got a you know huh. real Christian tinge to it. So, uh, which I mean I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. but you know if you listen to them. Uh, there, there are no black people in the afterlife. Okay, that's mm. the only problem I have with that channel. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it, is everybody got blue eyes? Okay, the lily white beyond. That's right, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, let me put that one on ice. But is that but what the they're stories describing? are compelling?
1: Like, yes. So, like, give me an example. Okay,
2: so uh, for people who have technically died, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's moments or. For minutes, I watched this really compelling one the other day about a woman. uh, She had a child, um, you know, went back to work after her maternity leave, and uh, went and and got really sick, and and died. Mm. But what's really interesting to me is that you know who you are, your consciousness—that is who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, as Donald Lawrence says in his song, "We are a." Spiritual beings having a physical experience and not physical beings that have, you know, spiritual experiences. So at our core, we're really spiritual beings. So I'm fascinated by the impact of these near-death experiences, their experience with the afterlife, you know, really understanding what this life, the meaning of their life in this lifetime. That fascinates me. Then I read this book. This is another good book. This book called uh, Destiny of Souls. Mm. Fascinating. But Destiny of Souls is about a, I think it was Harvard-trained um, psychiatrist um, who you know, specialized in healing trauma through hypnosis. Mm. And he would regress people back to the point of where they experienced the trauma. and Sometimes he would regress people back to the womb, their mother's womb. And then he messed around and regressed somebody back, okay, beyond the womb. Ooh. And he was like, after doing thousands, of, he was like, what is this this person is describing? Because when he regressed yeah. back, yeah. they ask you to describe what you're. Yeah, yeah. So he started hearing things that he's never heard in his entire life oh my or read about. What is this? And um, so then he began to focus all of his work on regressing people beyond um, this lifetime, wow, and it, life between lives—it's like Star Trek on steroids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. those are
0: those are my favorite episodes of unsolved mysteries. Yes. I totally agree with you. When people are given near-death experiences, or when they think they may maybe are like a medium right. or reincarnated, mm. is cool too, right? Because like it'll be people's daughters. And they'll be like, Oh, when you were a little girl, you used to do this too. A, yes. li- a little girl will say that to their mother. Yes. yes. And they'll say things that their grandmother used yes. to say to yeah. them. They're like, Are you my grandma? Right. Yeah. And kids grow out of it. Right. And so there's spooky things about kids that maybe they're so young, they're still connected to yeah. wherever we were before this.
2: They they remember more um poignantly. They yeah. they more present. I think this life is about Losing um, track of who we really are yeah. and, fe- mm. and, and, and not remembering who we are. Yeah. So I find that really fascinating. So, um, Cheryl,
0: I would never know this about you. Are you also uh, into sci-fi? Sometimes a lot of these themes border on I'm sci-fi. I'm totally into
2: sci-fi. Okay. I mean, I, anything, you know. Um, Did you like The Twilight Zone? I loved it. It was scary me to me, but I, I love loved it. So That's my mom's ringtone
0: for me. <laughs> and so she'll be somewhere and I'll call her and people will be like, Why? She'll be like my daughter likes the twilight.
2: <laughs> I like learning about sci fi things that um that are beyond me. Mm-hmm. Um or even if it's two thousand years ago. Yes, I'm sci fi. Ten toes down for sci-fi. Yeah. Learn Sheldon, you busy? I'm always busy. This mind is capable of advanced multitasking. You know, currently, I'm attempting to solve the Penrose conjecture. I'm composing my Nobel acceptance speech for when I've solved the Penrose conjecture. <laughs> and I'm wondering how mermaids have babies. <laughs>
0: I think nerdiness are it's it's those things that excite you, yeah. And no one else has to like it, mm-hmm. and you could just talk about it forever. Like, how long do we just talk about near death experience? Okay, yeah. And we were just, and like, I'm in still it. intrigued. Yeah, I'm like, I'm. We're gonna go home and go on the YouTube, <laughs> yes. and look up the near death people, yes. But like uh, for me, I found my people in doing makeup. Like makeup crew from high school still hangs out. <laughs> like, I just saw them last weekend Aww. Um, and so we have this bond of like yeah we used to be in the wings painting people green and painting people red and you know we learned how to make people look like they got burned and just all these things and I do think that's why people, once they do get excited about something, it's so exciting and refreshing to find other people that like it Mm -hmm. um, because you feel confident and you feel comfortable to talk about the thing. Like I'm sure when Jennifer is around golf people, you're all just basking in golf. Mm -hmm. Cheryl, when you're with us talking about your NDEs, like people that can share in your enthusiasm. And I think for so long, people's nerdiness and things that were a little unconventional or alternative were frowned upon. Mm -hmm. And people would get bullied for things that they like. And so in our own separate fandoms and separate nerdy groups, were there other black women or black people in your spaces?
1: As you know, I grew up in New Mexico, so there was really there was no black people to begin with. Right. (laughs) Right. <laughs> so, so there's that. <laughs> so no. <laughs> oh, yeah, <that's> funny. No. <laughs> But no, you know, what I will say is I think that there was discomfort, you know, just kind of, you know, how you go somewhere and there's like a vibe, mm-hmm. you know, kind of othering. Yeah. Like yeah. this is I've 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 never seen someone who looks like you before on the yeah. golf course. You know, there was that feeling for yeah. sure. And um,
0: I felt that in chess. Yeah. And so that could be a feeling of, I don't want to say traditionally white sports, but sports that are predominantly, you see white people playing Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. You kind of have that feeling of, oh, this is kind of scary stepping into it. So I I relate to that.
1: Yeah. And not that welcoming and almost like, you know, you got to know the secret. And you know, being a girl on top of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't see a lot of girls
0: playing golf. Yeah. And I wor- I wasn't around a lot of girls playing chess. Yep, exactly. Right. Yeah.
1: So, but now that's different. You Your know, daughter is playing. Yeah. Yeah. With me. <laughs>
2: it's getting better. I, I yeah. won't say, I mean, I think you're immersed in that world and, and you just, you know, everybody knows you, you know, everybody and mm-hmm. women, but I have been in corporate all my life and you know, golf is a mainstay, mm-hmm. and um, I've always been um, the only woman and an African American, and it is very intimidating.
0: Mm-hmm. So, in your sci-fi spaces, mm-hmm. did you feel alone in that as well?
2: You know, I had three brothers mm-hmm. sisters, and sisters, so we all were on the on the laying on the floor, and I was always watching Star Trek together. So, you know. <laughs> and, I had some company. Um, What what they did make fun of me because I was really interested in futurism, Mm -hmm. piercing Mm -hmm. the veil. And so at a young age, you know, all I had was horoscopes and numerology, okay? So, <laughs> like, oh, Lord, here she come again, okay? With her numbers. With her numbers. Going, you know, do you really... What is your sign? Okay, right. My... <laughs> Aquarius. I'm such an Aquarian. Are you? I am totally an Aquarian. Can't you tell? Yeah. I'm weird. Yeah, well, you're not weird. Well, I'm just different.
0: Yeah. I don't know what astrology was like back in the day. Was that taboo? Everybody's yeah. into mm. it now.
2: Yes. Very taboo, especially numerology.
0: Mm. What Child,
2: is that? I would go to the Walgreens and get um, Talent Country because I really liked their horoscope, <laughs> and then I would get L magazine because they had great numerology. I was learning about numerology. Um, I was a mess. I okay. love that
0: you had a preferred source for your right. numerology.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my my parents were like, "Who is this child? Yeah. Okay, who birthed her? Who does she belong to?" I I, I, I did not fit the mold. Yeah. Um, So,
0: Cheryl, when your dad was just like,
2: what are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know,
0: it made me think about pushback as being black women in these spaces. Mm -hmm. So have you ever been told that the thing that you enjoy is something black folks don't do?
2: There's a theme in my life.
0: Okay,
3: same
2: <laughs> oh, revelation. Only <laughs> black person in, fill in the blank. Wow. Okay, that is the theme of my life. The only black person fill in the blank. Wow. When does that not apply? <laughs> mm. Except for here, oh, and that's pepper. why I love here. Yeah. <laughs> that's about, why it's magical in this room, yeah. right?
0: <laughs> love that we're all black. People. Mm,
2: that's magical. Mm.
1: What about
0: you, Jennifer? Did you have that experience of people being like, "What you doing here?"
1: Yeah they did I think I just got accustomed to because I wasn't seeing it anyway I got accustomed to you know I was comfortable being uncomfortable I Mm. just got accustomed to that and I also you know I think early on my dad he was so confident in that space that it made me feel confident in that space and observing him and how he navigated it I just kind of you know emulated him or did what he did and I and I I think, you know, that sort of helped me feel comfortable being uncomfortable,
0: being cozy.
1: Yeah. Yes. Confident Another
2: Beyonce reference. Renaissance. Yeah, but Hello, you know, you house. know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> who inspired me in this uh-huh. is like Condoleezza Rice. You know, because Conde. she actually is a golfer. Come on, Condoleezza. And you know, just I mean, I'm in in many circles. For her, I'm sure she's been the only. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But for sure. Um,
0: Yeah, that was probably her way of connecting to those people she worked with. Yeah. We're talking a lot about the othering that we felt, but this this Condi situation. I'm sorry, I have to keep calling her Condi. Condi (laughs) has me thinking about community because you were Mm -hmm. like seeing Condi made me feel okay wanting Mm -hmm. to play. And so I'm wondering, did y'all find community? And a space, like I did with my makeup girls. Did you find community in your hobbies? And what was that like?
1: Yes. I actually, I have a girlfriend. Her name is Mary Jane. And she was also, like, really, like, early on into golf. She would, you know, um, be part of these clinics. She'd invite me to these clinics. And I think seeing her and seeing this other group of women kind of grow around mm-hmm. the game also inspired me.
0: Mm. What about you, Cheryl?
2: Nope. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: nope. well no, I really don't have anything else to say about that. I, 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 no
0: I think community. I think you made one here though. Yeah, because the t- nope. did you see how Jennifer <laughs> leaned in when you were talking about the near death experience? Yeah, was like,
2: she's like, wait, 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 <laughs> right, wait. Right. Right. <laughs> Can we get into that? And my sister in law now, I got her hooked. She's Good. like losing nights of sleep uh, listening to Destiny of the Soul and, and going. Down the rabbit hole for NDE experiences. So,
0: <laughs> thank yeah. you, Cheryl. But that feels good, right? <laughs> if, if yeah, it does. I like mm-hmm. I like
2: um, you know sharing and you know getting other people curious about you know
0: the thing you like. Yeah, the thing I like.
2: Oh. I guess I've never had community, and um, plus I'm an Aquarian. We don't really need community. I mean, it'd be nice, <laughs> but we know how to strike out on our own oh, and just true. barrel down the path. So, to what's your sign? I'm, yeah. an a- I'm
0: an Aries. I'm a fire sign. Oh, okay.
2: Ooh. Yeah. And what's your sign, Jennifer? I'm a Libra. A Libra. I need balance. For lovers. Yep. Okay. And now it's, <laughs> oh, the fog is clearing. Okay, I get it. Okay, the fog is clearing.
0: Coming up, we learn from Jackie A., a certified, nerdified, triple threat. She's an entrepreneur, author, and a mental health advocate.
1: Think on your feet for our fast and curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.
0: Jackie A. first got into Japanese anime and manga with help from her brothers, who spent hours watching animated shows like Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Sailor Moon. She loved it so much, she eventually started a business adorned by Chi, a magical manga lifestyle brand offering hyper-feminine clothes and manga art. Today, she's the creator of all kinds of stuff, anime art, short stories, the author of two books, The Magical Girl's Guide to Life and How to Be a Better Adult. And she's part of the Magical Girl community. That's a fantasy genre all about young girls with magical powers like the Powerpuff Girls and Sailor Moon. She tells me about what it's like being a black girl in that community and how she connects magic with mental health and about the people that inspired her to be a super nerd.
3: I wanted people to see the things that I create and feel the same way I felt when I first saw Janelle Monet. Like, yeah. I love Janelle Monet. We have the same birthday and we're both from Kansas. <laughs> and we're both weird <laughs> Black women creating weird things. So mm-hmm. here was a Black woman who looked like me, who was like dancing around in a suit, talking about being an alien and a robot. I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. So up until that point, I just was alone. I just felt alone. I didn't really have a lot of friends growing up. Um, luckily for me, there was the internet. So I started a blog and I found like other people. I actually had a Janelle Monet fan website. <laughs> and I think the internet is a godsend because I was able to find community through it. And then also leaving <laughs> leaving Kansas also
0: helps. <laughs> so yeah. I'm sure. So were you finding that there wasn't a big community of like-minded people there? No, not at all. No, there was okay. barely any black people. <laughs> so, Never been. <laughs> oh yeah, don't go. There's no reason. <laughs> <laughs> this was brought to you by kansas Yeah, yeah, I feel so bad cuz even
3: in in my book Magical Girls Guide to Life, like one of the first things I say is that like I grew up in a great very gray, very flat So, like, I'm sorry for the
0: Kansas slander, but, like... (laughs) You said that you like kind of the hyper-feminine, soft pink look. Mm -hmm. Did you ever get any pushback from the people around you about what you liked and enjoyed? Yeah, I got bullied, actually. (laughs) Because I
3: would wear, like, these bright dresses, this big hair. I remember one girl coming up to me and was like, why, why would you wear that? And what's funny is that same girl is now a customer of mine. <laughs> and so it's like, I feel like people kind of shoot down and push back against things because they don't even know any better because they they've seen that like, we're not supposed to like this. We're not supposed to dress like this. Mm-hmm. So now, It's honestly a great thing that, like, I feel like more alternative, like, styles are are being accepted. And, like, Mm -hmm. I literally, I used to dress like Janelle Monet even. Like, I would wear (laughs) three-piece suits to school. I had, like, 20 pairs of Oxfords in every color. Like, the frou-frou dresses. Yeah, the flower (laughs) crowns.
0: (laughs) You also use the phrase a lot, magical girl, Mm -hmm. which I love. Why does it resonate with your approach to fandom?
3: I really love magical girls because usually when a hero, a female hero wants to be more powerful, they like cut off their hair, they put on pants, and they like, you know, go through a transformation to embrace masculinity, which Mm -hmm. there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But when you see stuff like that a lot, but then you see feminine traits being attributed to like, oh, she's dumb, she's ditzy, and all of that. And in order to like be more powerful, be smarter. You got to tone down who you are. And so Mm -hmm. what I love about magical girls is that they become more feminine as they power up. Their skirts get shorter, their nails get sparklier, their makeup is like slaying. (laughs) And so (laughs) that's how I want to be in life. Like I don't want to have to change myself. And I've tried, I just can't. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't want to have to change myself or speak in certain ways or or command a certain energy to, you know, save the day. I want to be able to step into my hyper femininity
0: bag that I like to be in. And yeah, that's why I resonate. Hopping in in your hyper femininity bag. That should be the name of... No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm like, that should be the name of the episode. So in what ways does participating in the Magical Girl fandom inform your Blackness?
3: Hmm. I don't know. I feel like, I know that everyone is now saying that, like, saying that Black women are magic is kind of harmful in ways because it leads, it feeds into that whole, like, Black women are unbreakable, unshakable, and we can just Mm. take whatever you give us because we're magic, you know? Um... And so I guess I that's maybe how I would have framed it before that that school of thought has like changed my opinion. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like we as black people like so I was watching a video about Atlanta Afro surrealism and all of that. And the person in the video on YouTube was saying how just existing as a black person is a surreal experience because mm-hmm. like things will happen to us, and it's like we we almost have to sit and think, "Was that real?" <laughs> was no, that real? no one else could understand <laughs> exactly, exactly yeah. It's like, okay, but that person did that to me, and then another person would be like i don't I don't under, I don't get it you know yeah. like so And then you have to like walk them through why that is crazy it really is a surreal experience to live as a black person where like these microaggressions happen every day but they could also not be microaggressions but then also you could have like a really in-your-face racist moment happen and like just walking around the world knowing that like my skin says so much about me before I even open my mouth to people (laughs) um is like nuts and so I feel like (laughs) To me, when I think of magic and Blackness, I'm like, magic would be the only way that we could, like, move through this world Um, without this burden of racism, burden of Blackness. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe if I had a magic book or something, I could, like, make you just see me as a person instead of, like
0: being racist and weird. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully that answers your question. How did you work on that pride of just being yeah. able to be like, I'm a, I'm a nerd. It yeah. is what it is.
3: Honestly, I feel like being neurodivergent helps a lot <laughs> with stuff like that because, yeah, if there's some kind of social... um, Usually I don't get the social structure of things until I get like a social lashing and I'm like oh I wasn't supposed to do that so you Mm -hmm. know um calling myself weird or like being a nerd because I just am those things I don't I don't think I was ever really ashamed of it like even in those Mm -hmm. moments where I was being bullied it's like I don't know why I look back and I'm like why didn't that work on me (laughs) because I definitely (laughs) was I definitely was crying about it, you know? And so it's like, I would cry about it and then put my suit back on, you know?
0: So you're like, I'm just going to be bullied all the way into putting my magic suit back on.
3: (laughs) I love that.
0: Yeah, so
3: I I don't even know if it's a pride thing or like a delusional thing where I'm like, hmm, I'm getting bullied and I'm being treated different, but... I just, I mean, what, am, what else am I supposed to do? Because it isn't natural for me to be any other way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, how has, for you, being a magical girl allowed you to create a safe space for yourself and for other Black girls? Sometimes
3: people just need to see someone who looks like them Um, expressing in a certain way to kind of make them feel safer to be themselves. Mm -hmm. Just like when I saw Janelle Monet, and I'm like, you know, like it clicked. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I don't have to just be alone all the time. There are other people like if there's one black woman doing this on a major stage and she's from where I'm from, there's probably thousands. So yeah, sometimes all it takes is seeing that one person who's like super open about something that you're Mm -hmm. going through, that just makes it okay. Like we just need that like reassurance. So I think that I give people the kind of reassurance to like, let's talk about it. Like, I know this is probably weird to say, and I know this is probably something I shouldn't say in public, but if it's on my mind, <laughs> then I'm gonna speak about it. So it's yeah.
2: coming out. Exactly, exactly.
3: <laughs> and so I, I try to tell people, because yeah. people ask me for advice all the time. Um, and I tell them just desensitize everybody. Because what I've noticed mm-hmm. is when you just do something a lot, like When I started talking about my mental health, at first people were like, "What's going on? Like, are you okay?" But the more I did it, the more they were just like, "Okay, she's just expressing herself."
1: (laughs) And so, yeah, like
0: just yeah, uh, breaking down the wall to normalize it. Exactly. Um, love that too. (laughs) Well, thank you for doing this today. No, thanks for inviting me. This is fun.
1: So I when, liked her. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's cute. I did. I want to see her 20 pairs of Oxfords, though.
0: That's so cute. Yeah, she has the cutest style. And the way that she dresses definitely reflects the bubbliness of her personality.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. a good word to describe her bubble. Yeah. Yes.
1: You know, it made me think that maybe we're all nerds. I mean, we are all, we all have something different and unique that we're interested in. We may not outwardly you know, communicated, Cheryl mentioned, you know, it's not always something we bring up to everyone, mm-hmm. but we all have something that is unique and different about us. Yeah. And that's okay.
0: And sometimes you just need to see
1: one person. Yeah. Doing the thing
0: that yes. you're afraid to
2: do. Our society needs to start teaching individualism. Yes. Yes. Because that's, I think what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. It's individualism. It. Yeah. And so, to teach that it's okay, yep. how to lean into it mm-hmm. and embrace it and wear it as a red badge of courage. Yep, like this is me or pink, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> with some sparkles on top. Yes,
0: everybody, I'm nerdy and I'm proud. <laughs> <laughs> You're cute, oh. Taylor. Thank you. Well, let's drink to that. <laughs> let's
2: drink to the nerds. Okay, where's Yay that one? nerds. Yay
0: And that's a wrap for our Black Nerds and Geeks episode. If you like what you heard, subscribe, rate us on Apple Podcasts, and tune in every Friday for your dose of When Magic Happens. And follow us on Instagram at When Magic Happens
2: Podcast. And also, big news, we've got a newsletter, the perfect companion to this podcast. Subscribe to get listener spotlights, episode links, sassy quotes from yours truly, hot topics, women crushes who inspire us, and so much more. Don't miss out and join our email community at wbez.org slash newsletters.
0: Special thanks to our guest Jackie A. for teaching us all about Black nerd culture today. Check her out at JackieA.com. That's J-A-C-Q-U-E-A-Y-E dot com. And get her new book. It's called
1: How to Be a Better Adult.
2: You can find me, Cheryl Jackson, on socials at Cheryl Jackson. That's Cheryl with an E.
1: You can find me Jennifer Shay Lovelong on Instagram at being Shay And you can find me, Taylor Coward, on Instagram at TaylorCoward online. And we want to hear from you, our magical listeners. Our email address is magic at WBEZ.org. So tell us what you want to hear on the show. We want to hear from you.
0: When Magic Happens is a production of WBEZ Chicago. Our truly magical producer is Brianna Garrett. Our associate producer is Elizabeth Cambridge. Brendan Banaszak is our executive producer. Tracy Brown is chief content officer. Editing by Justin Bull. Engineering by Dave Miska and Deshawn Smith. See y'all next week.
2: What are you, Brianna? Our, our producer, magical producer. What are you? I'm a Scorpio. She's a Scorpio. Oh! oh intense. So Smart, brilliant. I got a Scorpio child. Yes.
1: <laughs> they don't play. They do not.
2: <laughs> Okay, Is we that true, Brianna? she would be, she be <laughs> bouncing around here like she's nice, okay? <laughs> <laughs> she going to sting us one of these days.
1: <laughs> Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and
2: NPR.